Welcome back to Splinters of a Broken Sun, an actual play podcast. Except today we're doing something a little bit different. Last time you may have heard our setup talk about Inchoate, a story using the City of Mist role-playing system. Now we're going to take some time to briefly introduce all of the characters and the players playing them. You should be familiar with the players, if not the characters. And then we are going to launch into today's uh, delightful mystery that I have constructed painstakingly in the hopes that this Cavalier crew will be able to decipher all of the details. It was the butler! <laughs> with the candlestick? It's always Colonel Mustard in the billiard room with the hammer. Come on. We do have a butler in the story, so I guess we'll see. Oh, perfect. All right. Uh, you have now heard, I think, almost everybody's voice, so you probably will recognize those. But all the same, uh, I'm going to go through and introduce each of our players. And your players, I'd like you to tell me your character, their rift, and one or two other details that you think are important about them. Uh, let's see. I'm going to start at the bottom of my webcam screen here with uh, Mike, Good Sir Blood. Howdy, everyone. I'm Michael Blood. Also, I go by Good Sir Blood Online. Um, for the purposes of it in Coate, I'll be playing Roger Conde, who is a pizzeria owner, and he's currently possessed by the, the rift of uh, the hide behind. He is a, on the surface, a happy-go-lucky guy, but is hiding a horrible search for revenge. Uh, you said currently possessed. Can you give me a brief kind of rundown of all of the possessions previous? Uh, previously possessed <laughs> by the, the mythos of Hello Kitty, and then there was the staple mm-hmm. Marshmallow Man. Mm-hmm. You know, the is hide like behind a- is just the current and a long series of food-related possession <laughs> does he just auto renew the possession loot crew yeah it's like a it's like one of your side hustles your airbnb but your body you can, you may house your eldritch monstrosity in my body the, the both b's stand for body yo <laughs> Do it. okay thank you <sighs> we are also joined by jason Yes, it is I, Jason, who is playing Mark William Calloway, the disgraced medical doctor turned super driver. Um, He's a southern uh, guy, and I'm going to do a bad southern accent. Um, And he is being possessed by Kushi, the under or the um, dog, kind of like, oh, I can't even think of an analog, but he takes people to the underworld. He takes them where they need to go. Like the Grim Reaper? Yeah, I guess, but like a dog version of that. Ah. Uh, the Grim Woofer. Yeah, I was, I was thinking of something there. It's just grasping at straws. Growl Reaper? No. That's nothing. Grim Pupper? We're, we'll workshop this. <laughs> we'll cut all this out. We'll come back with a great joke. Yeah. Fix it in post. Yeah, I, I apologize for whoever I interrupt with the one I think of. <laughs> okay. And we've also got Keekers. Hi, everyone. It's Keekers again. And I, this time, not playing Keva. <sighs> anyway, I'm playing uh, Maria Costco, the, whose mythos is the Blue Fairy from Pinocchio fame, though different in the book. 
and um, she is uh, on the autistic spectrum and has a dog. <laughs> That's an important detail. Yeah, keeping up the pet theme here on our podcast. Um, and ooh, other pertinent details. She is pretty Italian and um, is trying to solve a mystery with her late mentor's notebook. Right, her mentor, Merle. Merle. The uh, psychologist. Yes. Okay, and that brings us to Velvet. Hey everyone, it's OG Brown Sugar. You can find me pretty much everywhere as OG Brown Sugar. And today I'll be playing Veronica Sterling. Like the silver, no relation to Cristal, like the champagne. Mm -hmm. She is rich, entirely too much, and is kind of like the perfect bastard child between Veruca Salt and Regina George. All right, good. Uh, so. Veronica, you live in a penthouse in the middle of town. Well, in the central district of town, right? The financial district, which we decided was in the middle of the town, of the city. And so you're sort of in the northeast quadrant of the financial district in the penthouse overlooking uh, other parts of the city. But in particular, from one side of the penthouse, you can see the slums. That's something, uh, a detail that we uh, established about your character in the world she lives in. Sorry, just had some... My ears are too big for headphones sometimes. And let's see, so Candy's Pizza and Maria's Place are both in the Chinatown of this city. And finally, we've got the Warehouse District, where Mark William Calloway lives. Now, some of you knew each other already, is that correct? Yes. So who did... Who did you know? Maria knew uh, Roger just because of the fact that he uh, has a really good pizza place uh, nearby, uh, about six blocks, two blocks west, and then four blocks south from her apartment. And um, honestly, she doesn't feel like walking all the many more blocks it takes to get to Little Italy to get some good pizza. It's a lot easier to just go to Roger's place. And... Um, she would go there to have pizza. Uh, also, another benefit was Roger never gave her any crap for bringing her service dog in. Mm. Some people are a little, sometimes people are a little like, uh, is that really a service dog? And she's like, yes, he's really my service dog. He's trained. Um, and... It was just a good place for her to go put on headphones and just kind of veg out and not be in her apartment and that sort of thing. So she kind of knew Roger from that. And then um, eventually he met Merle and they kind of became more, uh, more friends than just acquaintances from that. Okay. That's great. Have you met Veronica or Mark or not yet? Veronica and Maria had met each other like at a party or something because uh, like they knew of each other because uh, I, I hope I'm not putting words into your mouth, Velvet, but I thought we had agreed that they knew of each other because of like some sort of business like 
mingling thing because Maria's dad owns a construction company in the city. Definitely. Veronica gave an absent high, but has no idea what your name is. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, I know I've seen her around, you know, and uh, yeah, that's basically, they just know of each other. Okay. Uh, speaking of connections, how about Veronica? Who does Veronica know? We know that Veronica is familiar with, or at least aware of, Maria, but who else? Uh, she knows Roger. They're kind of tight, because sometimes Veronica likes to slum it after, uh, you know, <laughs> binging certain substances that she absolutely does not have a problem with, regardless of what other people say. And she just kind of, you know, time goes by when you're eating a lot of pizza. Yeah. And Roger makes the best pizza. I'm glad to hear it. All right. Is there, does Veronica take super rides to get around the city or does she just have a driver who takes her places? You know what? She uses her driver for official stuff, but when she's slumming it, she's probably using a, a more subtle service. <laughs> Nothing more subtle than a souped up hearse. That is my dream vehicle. <laughs> we have oh. been over this. Yeah, so, cool. so it's possible that at some point, Mark, you have driven Veronica somewhere. Mm -hmm. Perhaps somewhere of ill repute, or perhaps not. Wherever she needs to go. And speaking of places of ill repute, uh, Candy's Pizza. How dare you? This is entirely uncalled for. You're just dishing out shade already? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you suggesting it's a front? <laughs> yeah. Sure, the <laughs> light in the bathroom doesn't work, and the light in the front of the shop doesn't work, and I only have one oven, but still. It's a nice place. You, you keep selling people on the idea that the candles are for ambiance, but in actuality, it's just because none of the lights work. Oh my it's gosh. absolutely true. You totally have to have the candles and like the bottles of Chianti with the rattan. That's exactly what cover. it looks like. Yes. And like people think it, I, I, yeah, Matt hit that right on the head. I, it's, it's the ambiance, but like, it's just a, it's a POS shop. It's not great. <laughs> it's so quaint. You saw some ratchet-ass rosé that's just white and red wine mixed together. Uh, <laughs> yep. Well, no, he has to have Chianti because we just established that the bottles are there. But, like, he only has it, like, twice a year, maybe. <laughs> Where's the time? It's out. <laughs> I don't know nothing about that. Oh, it's... I'm probably mispronouncing the name of the wine. I just know that it's, like, the Italian wine that everyone, like, talks about. Because it has that bottle. <laughs> as long as you're not trying to sell us any casks of Amontillado, we'll be fine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be buried. Roger, do you know any of these people in ways that we haven't heard yet? I think I know Maria and Veronica by sight and probably with a vague acquaintance. And when I'm sleuthing late at night, I assume that sometimes. Mark is my, my getaway driver. Okay. For when I inevitably trip an alarm system. <laughs> I'm always yeah. ready to drive and I always have snacks. Ooh. <laughs> what type? <laughs> the ideal driver. Uh, so, Mark, do you know any of these people beyond? All right. So, you're Roger's getaway driver occasionally. Mm -hmm. You may have taken Veronica to a few places. <laughs> Whenever they're slumming it. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else? Um, no, I think uh, he's he's pretty reclusive due to his, um, you know, being on the lam, so to speak. 
So I think uh, his dark past. You know, yeah, he just sticks to doing his work, and then he hangs out at home. All right, awesome. So four months ago, things started going very badly for everybody here in a variety of different ways. That's probably when the lights stopped working. Uh, Candy's Pizza. That's also when the uh, the murder took place of Roger's partner, and shortly after that, maybe two months ago is when Merle was also murdered. And the similarities in how Merle was murdered and in how, uh, let's see, Dirk was murdered are apparent. It seems to be, as far as uh, anyone knows, the work of a serial killer. Because there have been other murders that have taken place. And the murders are all very methodical. In, uh, in both cases, organs were surgically removed after the death had already taken place. Uh, and in both cases, it was a different organ. And there have been other murder cases around the city over the past year that have had a similar modus operandi. And uh, so the police are frantically searching. Yeah? Uh, is it a different organ every time? Every time, yes. Okay, and how many murders in total? That the public is aware of, or that people are aware of, there have been eight. Eight, okay. I have followed that style. It's sort of the bodies are found in a ritualistic pose. They have been murdered with surgical precision and have had uh, an organ removed. And it appears to be the work of somebody who knows their anatomy very well. Uh oh. Have they gotten, have like the. Am I a suspect? Is it me? <laughs> <laughs> You may be a suspect. I'm sleep killing again. Guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> you gotta help me. Can I call Kenny Loggins? I feel like we're about to walk into a zone of danger. <laughs> it's entirely possible. So, quick question. When you say they've been murdered very, like, with surgical precision, does that mean, like, knowing exactly where to, like, cut a vein and have them bleed out? Or? Yeah. Okay. And then the other question is, have there been any, like, letters released to the police? Like, given to the police? Any letters from the killer? Mm-hmm. No. Okay, so... Nothing, we... nothing at all from the killer. Okay. Just the murders. So, at the same time, about four months ago, is when the tower started appearing. As far as you can tell, not everybody can see the tower. There is, um, all right. So the tower is a, an impossibly tall structure that appears for 24 hours, once every week in a different location. People walk around it, but not through it and don't seem to interact with it in any meaningful way. It is basically just a pillar that reaches all the way up into the sky as far as you can see with a series of concentric rings going around it at regular intervals. That's all anyone really knows about the tower. And if you ask people about it, nobody has heard of it. Nobody knows what you're talking about. People think you're, you know, on some type of substance or you've gone crazy or whatever the case may be. So this tower is another strange thing that's been going on. So you've got your serial murders, 
You've got the mysterious tower that only each of you can see, and I don't know if you've spoken about it to each other yet, but if you have, that's the only other person you know who knows what you're talking about. And the third thing is, there's been a series of mysterious break-ins over the past several months. It seems every couple of weeks, a homeowner or a business owner will wake up to find a dazed stranger in their home, or somebody finds a stranger stumbling about their store or their business, claiming not to know how they got there or what they were doing there. No one has yet been able to figure out how these people are getting into locked buildings or secured sites. Uh, two of these incidents so far have resulted in the death or injury of the intruder. The intruder was apprehended in both cases. Well, one of them was killed, obviously. So far, investigators have been unable to turn up any motive or connection between the intruders or the victims. So the motive is completely baffling to them. They can't figure it out. More recently, however, things have gotten even worse. There's been a string of three mysterious murders over the past three weeks. Once every week, on the same day, around the same time, someone inside of a secure building has been murdered. They have been killed by a single slash from an incredibly sharp knife each time. A surgically precise slash that has either killed the victim immediately or incapacitated them long enough to bleed out. Each one of these instances is a separate locked room murder. There's no way in or out, no sign of forced entry or exit, no open doors. There doesn't seem to be any way for the murderer to have gotten access to these people. So these murders, you say they take place on every day. Is it Wednesday? It's, it's the same day of the week. If we want it to be Wednesday, it's Wednesday. Does anyone have any opposition to maybe Monday? Yeah, I mean, Monday, obviously, the most hated of days. Yeah. Hmm. It's like, it's not, it's not even Jack the Ripper, it's just Monday murders. Monday. The Monday murders, yeah. Monday murders. The Garfield what if it's murders. Garfield? That's... He hates well, Monday. <laughs> oh, no. Prime suspect. How are we going to be able to defeat Garfield? No forensic evidence except the faint smell of lasagna in the air. <laughs> the victims are always covered in noodles. <laughs> And they're all named John Arbuckle for some reason. <laughs> that would be quite the connection. Oh my gosh. Oh, one time they found a teddy bear there. The only clue. Uh, so most of the details of each of these cases has n have not been released to the public. Uh, there is only small amounts, little drips and drabs of information from the police. Uh, most of that information is from leaks. You know, hackers. Probably information that Roger follows pretty closely because of the very similar style of these murders, even if there are no missing organs in these cases. And the bodies haven't been posed, but the murder weapon and the precision of the strikes seems to create a thematic link between them, if nothing else. Something else happened to you. It's 1 a.m. It's Monday night. 1 a.m. on Monday. Murder Monday, yep. Everybody is sort of holding their breath, waiting to hear if there's going to have been another Monday murder. But it's 1 a.m., and all of you are at Candy's Pizza at the same time. Okay. Why are you all there at 1 a.m. on a Monday? I'm so hungry. Is that the whole reason? <laughs> yeah, no. You're so hungry, so you, you drove across town to Candy's Pizza. I dropped somebody off in the neighborhood, okay. and I was like, oh, I could really go for a bite. 
And I'm really interested in slumming it tonight. So I'll head down to Candy's Pizza. Okay. I, uh... You know, I just find that implication repugnant. You know, it's not, it's not a slumming. <laughs> okay, so that's why Mark's there. He's hungry after dropping someone off. Late on a Monday. Or early on a Monday, really. Um, we obviously know why Roger's there. <laughs> I assume. Why do you think you're there, Roger? I I was I was pulling a red eye shift because Maria was just chilling with headphones in reading a book and it got very late hmm. and I just yeah. don't have the heart to bother her hmm. so I was like I guess I'll just stay open oh, like even if you tr- <laughs> and I I won't go into my basement tonight I mean like even if you tried like talking to her she'd probably just be like not responding mm-hmm. uh, she's totally in the zone in this book I guess okay. Do you know what book it is she's reading? Um, it's kind of like she's cross-referencing. She's reading um, probably one of the translations or like rewritings of the Arthurian myth of Gwen in, or Queen. We want to pronounce that in the Green Knight, and mm-hmm. she's writing notes uh, from the book. Okay, and what brings Veronica here? At this time of day. I'm there because I keep trying to convince Mark that he needs to have an ink-filled coffin in the back of the hearse. So he can be like a car squid. (laughs) I also need Roger to verify that it is not in fact Monday. It's Friday. (laughs) What are you saying to her, Roger? It's, uh... Monday. You know, I, I closed yesterday, even though you tried to come in anyway. <laughs> Whatever. Only closed on Sunday. It's totally still Friday. It's Friday. Roger just nods at you very quietly. <laughs> wiping the same spot on the counter for the past 30 minutes. Okay, so you're wiping the counter. You're holding a rag and wiping the counter? It's, uh, it's honestly an old t-shirt. Okay. Yeah, so it's a rag. (laughs) An old t-shirt rag. What was, what was on the t-shirt before it became a rag? Um, insert very popular baseball team that Roger doesn't watch. Okay. T-shirt. Blue Jays? And? (laughs) Yeah, hold on. Is this real world? No. Or can I make up a, can, can, can it be, what's the name of the city? It's uh, Space Squid. The Space Squid. <laughs> yeah. oh, I wanted want it to be the Caucasians. The city of Space Squid. Yes. Like yes. 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 The, the city Caucasians, yes. Yeah. They have. Yeah, there's, there's a reason I'm using it as a ray. <laughs> it is the only team that the city has that's ever won anything. Everyone else. We're That's just so they didn't to be hard. from city. City is a great city. <laughs> city, city. <laughs> the city Caucasians <laughs> tend to win most of their tournaments by default, though. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. Okay. And uh, let's see. Maria has. You have the journal and a book in your hand. Mm-hmm. Okay. What is? Um, I'm going to get these names. I'm going to get them. What is Veronica holding or doing at this moment? I'm looking through my phone 
and checking my calendar because I don't believe them. Hmm. But then I maybe, maybe see that it might allegedly be Monday. Allegedly. And Mark, what are you doing or holding at this moment? Uh, I'm just kind of like looking at the display. Is it one of those like bucket slice places where you got different pizzas? You know, I'm just kind of mulling over what slice of pizza I want. Maybe asking Roger like, hey, y'all got some of those pizzas with the, with the things in the crust, you know, like inside the crust. What do you got in this crust? Yeast. <laughs> well, that, that's gross, but uh, all right, just give me one of those pepperoni, pepperoni things. And I guess I'd be holding the piece of pizza after. As, uh, as the pepperoni pizza goes onto the uh, plate and you pick it up, Veronica, your phone screen flickers and then goes dark. And then... Does my pizza lose its pepperoni? No. Your headphones, Maria, mm -hmm. you hear suddenly a burst of static. Oh, she totally freaks out. Like, how loud is the static? It's loud. Yeah, she totally, like, freaks out, like, rips off her headphones... Hair goes flying everywhere, and she's like, Wah! When you go, blah, the moment after that, you look up, and Veronica, your phone comes back on. The static goes out of your headphones, if you're listening. Mm -hmm. The pizza in your hands that was so hot is now cold. And the rag with which you were dusting the table is now going back and forth over empty air. Veronica, you look up and you're in your penthouse with all of these people. Uh, is the dog there? Stranger danger. Your dog's there. Okay. Uh, immediately, Maria is like hugging her dog, like freaking out. Yeah. Other reactions? I had no idea I would ever see that many empty bottles of Fireball in my entire life. <laughs> Come at me. Uh, you, you know, I'm gonna need a, I'm gonna need a refund on this pizza. I didn't, I didn't pay for cold pizza. <laughs> That's fair. The bastard. I reach into my pocket and give him like four quarters. <laughs> <laughs> Do I see that you had a one dollar bill? I, I definitely had a one dollar bill. Ah, oh, jerk move. <laughs> Unloading the change. <laughs> Uh, Veronica, your phone, which was showing up until the last moment that you saw it, 1 a.m. on Monday, now says 8 a.m. Is it still Monday? <laughs> if you check, it's, yeah, it's still Monday. Roger reaches for his phone, but he doesn't have one. Mm -hmm. I mean, he doesn't even have... To reflexively check the news to see if there's been a murder, because that's immediately what he thinks of. Veronica's not particularly unfazed by these time, types of time skips. <laughs> of course not. Um, but how did we get roped in? Uh, do, does Mark feel any more tired? Like seven hours worth of tired? You feel exactly as you did a moment ago, subjectively. Huh. So awful. Yeah. <laughs> so hungry. I just started eating the pizza then. Okay. Um, so another question is, why doesn't Roger have a track phone? Or is it just missing? 
That's a good question. Where is my burner? That is the question. <laughs> um, Maybe it's in your conspiracy basement. It absolutely. I have a pile of burners pre-bought that I just need to activate with the track card. Mm. So walk me through this scene. What's going on here? Well, through his uh, open mouth, Mark is, uh, well, we got ourselves in a bit of a uh, predicament. Why, where the hell are we? And uh, where's my car? Um, at this moment, Maria has her head buried into the dog's, like, shoulder and, like, is not responding to anyone. Nobody knows where this is. I ain't never been here. Why are you in my house? Oh, this is your house. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that, that explains the empty bottles. I'm going to need you to do two things here. Sweetheart, you're going to have to point me in the direction of, of your facilities, and you're going to have to point me in the direction of your door. In that order? I mean, yeah. 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 I'll point to the door, but I'll just be like, what are facilities? Your uh, water closet, your, uh, you know, restroom. Why would I keep water in a closet, Mark? It would ruin my clothes. Oh, boy. Okay. I think he means the toilet. Oh. Why don't you just say toilet? And I would point him towards it. I would never be so crass as to say toilet. Uh, I mean, the T word. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm trying so hard to get this uh, New York accent rolling. <laughs> uh, my, my trick is to say strong dog. Strong dog. <laughs> strong dog. Yeah. Strong dog. Strong dog. Oh gosh, no, that's like chew. Okay, let me try the the mom <laughs> one. Very Vermont. Yeah, let me try the dog one. Or the not dog. Uh, John. John. Oh, let me try to be the mouse from Little American Tale. Hey, Fivel. <laughs> oh. Oh. Oh gosh. I was reading conspiracy theories about that. Oh my gosh. Anyway, um. There are American Tale conspiracy theories? <laughs> well, it's on the wiki, and they're like, <laughs> well, they were together in this. Did Roger movie. write them? What? <laughs> that wasn't Fievel's Papa. <laughs> oh my <No>. god. <laughs> Matt, we have to stop doing that. We have to solve the case <laughs> of the, the missing American Tale <laughs> right now. <laughs> This is the mystery. <laughs> the tower is just a decoy to distract us from the real mystery. I knew it the whole oh time. God. Secretly. There's no cats in America, but they're in that tower. <laughs> and streets are lined with cheese. No, honestly, though, they were arguing about, like, if, like, why this character is together with this one character in this one movie, but then, like, going after another character in another movie, and it didn't make any sense. Tony. Apparently. Okay. So you've all, uh, you've all appeared here in Veronica's penthouse. We know that Roger is a little confused, but not too surprised by all the bottles. We know that uh, Mark needs to pee, I assume. Or needs to... Freshen up. See a man about a horse. 
That's about right. Mm-hmm. And we know that uh, Maria is working with her therapy dog at the moment. Yeah. At the same time, Veronica, you get an alert on your phone, a breaking news alert that confirms that there has indeed been another murder. Same time, around 1 a.m., Monday, earlier this morning, in a different part of town. Now, the murders, uh, through the leaks that you have learned, the murders have all taken place in different parts of town. The first one was downtown, which is uh, north of the financial district, east of the warehouse district. The second murder last week was in the sort of blue-collar residential ward of the town, which is in the southeast edge of town. And this murder was in the financial district. Just on the southern, well, just a, a little south of the center of the financial district. In fact, um, yeah, you can, if you look out your penthouse to the southwest, you can see the, uh, see the building where it allegedly took place. If you're if you're looking in that direction, but it was here in the financial district that this murder has taken place. Someone has again been killed. No further details released other than that there's a murder. You can see if you look out the window in that direction, uh, Veronica. You can see the flashing of sirens and so on going uh, way down in the street, down in front of that building. So is this like a thunder lightning situation where you hear the thun where you see the thunder? You just said where you can see the the flashing sirens. Yeah, you can see them. I don't know if you can hear them from all the way up here. You're in a penthouse, but you might be able to. <laughs> okay. Um, Maria is finally going to, like, collect herself. But, like, if you guys looked at her, you'd probably see, like, uh, maybe, maybe she's rocking a little bit or maybe not. I, I don't really know. But she's kind of like, yeah, so, uh, you know, uh, anyone know how we got here? Or, um... Uh, Mark checks his phone. Um, he's got that, like, find my car type of thing set up. Uh, just to see, like, where his car's located. And he wants to know if it's outside of this building or the pizza place. It is where you left it. Okay. Well, certainly didn't drive here, Missy. Um... Roger wasn't wearing shoes behind the counter. Does he still not have shoes on? You are in the exact physical state you were in at 1 a.m. Uh, Maria's going to take out like a notebook that she has in her purse and like start writing something. All right. So, um, oh my gosh, I'm almost sliding into British. <sighs> Whatever accent you use is accurate to this world. So just go for it. Yeah, she. <laughs> oh yeah, she's totally an Italian with British accent or something. Okay. Um, well, you know the Roman Empire. That's what someone told. They existed. Okay. Yeah. yeah. They they were in England and they did bring their stupid fish sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's. Uh, um, can I check my phone yeah. again and see if there were any requests for me between 1 a.m. and 7 a.m.? Were you on duty or not? Yeah, yeah, I'm typically 24-7. Okay, then you have several missed requests. 
and some angry texts. Okay. Um, Maria's going to check her phone and see the information that uh, Veronica had. Okay, you see the same information that she that she got. All right then. So, uh, I mean, not to sound too conspiracy theory here, people, but um, murder happened, and we can't remember anything. Has the identity of the murderer, murder victim, been released? No. The only identity that is been publicly released is that of the first victim. The second victim has only been unofficially leaked, and there's no word on who the third victim is yet. Um, Maria has written in her notebook, question mark, like she writes, possession, question mark. Hey, Veronica. Yeah? You live here with anybody? I do, and it's a very good question where they're not here right now. This place is a mess. You Maybe we should uh, go through here looking for them. I have a bad feeling. Does anyone, like, know about recycling here? I mean, am I familiar with the concept and practice? No, I mean, if this is your place, Veronica, why don't you recycle? Are you starting a bottle? I'm sorry, I wasn't aware that you paid the rent on the place. I'm not <laughs> judging. I'm just wondering if you're starting a bottle collection or something. Maybe I am. Maybe these aren't even my bottles. Uh, <laughs> Roger. Can I? What do you yes. think we should uh, be looking for? Well, I guess if people are supposed to be here, we should see that they're actually here and not holding up the wall. Uh, how? From that place where the person just got murdered. Know what I mean? All right, y'all. I think Roger's got a real good point. Now, I, I don't know about y'all, but certainly what's been going on in this city. Ain't natural. Do you know? You know what I'm talking about? I have a very good idea. Now, be it murders, secret towers, or now in transporting, just losing track of seven hours. Something's. Is it seven hours or eight hours? Seven. So losing track of seven hours, and even losing track of whether or not it is seven or eight hours. Like we got to get to the bottom of this. So I think Roger's got the right idea. We got to figure out what's going on here. If there's any clues here, but if we can't find anything, we got to get back to Roger's place and see what happened at one o'clock, right after we left. Um, Maria's gonna take it, the notebook that she was writing in, um, and like show it to Mark. Like open up a page and show it to Mike. Are you talking about this tower? And it's a drawing of the tower. Yeah, that's the one. I knew I wasn't the only one to see it. Yeah, well, I've seen it, and uh, Merle did too. Uh, who's Merle? Um, well, he's not one of the... Right, kind of... Go ahead. He's not one of the Monday murder victims, but uh, he was killed about six weeks ago. I'm sorry for your loss, man. Yeah. But everybody's got to go sometime. Are you all, like, looking out from the penthouse towards the third murder site at this point, or? Yep. 
Okay. Yeah. yeah. If you're looking out that way, if you raise your eyes a little bit further towards the horizon, you see the tower. It's not where the murder took place, but if you look past that, you can see it sticking up out of somewhere in the old quarter, somewhere around the center of the old quarter. Yeah. It shows up for 24 hours. All right. And then disappears again for a week. All right. That tower's here. There's a dead body. Now, I don't know about y'all, but I don't think the coincidences really exist. There's got to be some sort of connection. Now, I don't know when that tower showed up, but we got 24 hours before it disappears again. I'd guess we've got maybe 17 hours to, to get there and investigate if that's what we want to do. Uh, at this point, uh, a door further down the penthouse opens. You hear the, uh, it doesn't creak because it's been nicely maintained, but you hear somebody coming out through that door. They're humming something under their breath. Uh, they're carrying a tray and the, uh, woman pauses when she sees all of you and she says, Oh, Veronica, dear, you're, you're up early. Are these, are these your friends? Should I make breakfast? And it's, uh, it's Matilda. Morning, Matilda. I think they were just talking about leaving, though. So the same thing that usually happens happened, but this time people came with me. So I don't want you to be alarmed. Oh, dear. But I might have psychokinetic powers. Uh, <laughs> oh, darling, that's very funny. You always were a joker. I'll, uh, I'll get started on, on some breakfast. You want the usual? Yes. Okay. Please. Uh, anything for your friends? Or are they leaving so soon? Is there anyone else home? Oh yeah, Brittany's uh Brittany's working elsewhere in the penthouse. Is Sebastian home? I don't know. I haven't checked his room. You literally have someone named Sebastian here? Y yeah. Little Sebastian? He's not that small. He's at least six feet tall. No, but seriously, though, do you know that you're a living, walking, like, trope or something? Well, what's your butler's name? <laughs> Don't have one. Oh, boy. Like, not everyone can afford help? Yeah. I'm just looking at you like, what are you talking about? Roger just pipes up. So, Matilda, was it? Where is Sebastian's room? Just out of curiosity. Matilda pauses and looks at Veronica. She's like, why are you so curious about Sebastian's room? Uh, oh, we're missing a pretty good track of time. We just want to make sure everyone's okay. Uh, Matilda turns towards Veronica and she's looking at you, waiting to see from you uh, the signal that you have established that means you're okay. Because if she doesn't see you make that signal that you've established, she's probably going to press a panic button. Uh, I'll do the signal, which is cracking my index and middle fingers by crossing them. Okay. So she nods and uh, she says, well, uh, 
Sebastian's room is down the hallway there on the left. He's not on duty yet, so he could be asleep. He says, um, eggs? Eggs sound perfect. As Roger just starts walking over there. Oh, I don't eat them. Okay. Well, we've got fruit, waffles. I guess I could whip up some pancakes. Fruit sounds good. You got any peaches? They're not in season at the moment, so no. Oh, all right then. If you excuse me, I gotta uh, go let the dog out. Now that that would be a euphemism in game, but I actually have to go do that right now. <laughs> uh, she directs you to the bathroom, which is where Mark is going to be until Jason returns. Rod. Uh, so Matilda goes into the kitchen to start preparing some eggs and uh, fruit and pancakes um, and stuff. Maria's going to turn to Roger and be like, Roger, is it possible that someone switched out drugs for your shakers of Parmesan? Like they put drugs in the shakers instead of Parmesan? Possible. All right. I wouldn't, uh, wouldn't eliminate that possibility, yeah. But, uh, I will be honest, I only have the one shaker, so if it was on anybody's table, it was you. <laughs> and he winks at her as he goes to get the door. She's, like, writing down note, more notes, like, drugs, question mark. Parmesan drugs? <laughs> I mean, uh, it almost already is. Magical drugs. <laughs> what is the decor like in your apartment, Veronica? It's very pink. Okay. It's like it's like a modern minimalist, but everything is just pink. Okay. I think there was a house like that on one of those Netflix shows. Is it like it's all pink? Accented with rose gold, or maybe that even worse? Maybe. I don't think. Sure. I don't think Veronica knows about accents. No, she just... They're all colors. <laughs> okay. Um. Alright, so the butler's door has his name uh, written across it in a different shade of pink. So you can... It's a pink door. The name's in darker pink. Like, there's the same darker pink stripes going around it. It's a very modern look to it. Uh, but that, that, that's the door. You're there. Roger looks like he's about to knock, thinks better of it, and just tries the handle. It is locked. It, what time? It, it's the morning, right? Yeah. It's just, it's just past 8 now. It's maybe 8.10. Roger just looks over at the group. Uh, I swear if we go in there and it looks like Sweeney Tom's Barbershop, I'm going to scream. That's fair. That's why I'm going to go in first. Why would I have a barber shop in my penthouse? I mean, a murder scene. Sweetie Todd was a murderer. Veronica, I think I'm. After this, I'm gonna I'm gonna teach you how to read. <laughs> <laughs> Mark comes out of the washroom and goes and washes his hands in the kitchen sink. I couldn't tell which of your soaps were decorative and which were functional, so I just uh, I just thought I'd I'd not touch They're any all of pink. them. Once rose seashells. Mark, what do you mean different kinds of soaps? There's just one kind. Strawberry. 
<laughs> I mean, like, there are other scents. There's, like, rose, lemon, pine. I'll give you rose, but you eat lemons. You don't smell them. I mean, it smells the way they taste. Matilda says, I like sandalwood from the kitchen. <laughs> I'll do I'll do respect, ma'am. Nobody asked you. Well, I'm just making eggs here. Making eggs and conversation. No need to be snippy. I'm sorry. You tell him. I've lost about seven hours of my life, and I just want to get them back oh. and get to the bottom what, of Once this. you sass well, Matilda, you know, Veronica just, like, pokes you in the cheek. It's like, hey, mama ain't happy and nobody happy. She says, um... Matilda, I'm sorry if my dog sheds and you have to clean that up. Oh, that's all right. We've got plenty of shedders in this house. Veronica just looks at the dog and then back at Mark. I thought you were letting the dog out. Oh, (laughs) it was another dog. Don't worry about it. While they're they're arguing about Soap and talking about dogs. Roger goes under the door. Oh, yeah. Is that one of your uh, powers? Specifically, yes. I can, no nook or cranny, I can slide under anything. If I can conceivably hide behind it. Oh, gosh, wait. Is this door wood? I just need to ask. Uh, Is it, Veronica? Are the doors wood in your uh, penthouse? Yes. Okay. Just imagine that Maria had tapped the door, but then got completely distracted. Okay. Um, So if there were something fascinating on the other side of this door, I would make you do a move. But uh, you go under the door, and you pop up on the other side of it, and you see a naked man lying on a bed. Uh, Do we see him use his powers? Are you looking at him? She would have seen him out of the peripheral. Okay. So you may have seen something strange. You may have seen him disappear. Like I literally just turned into the shadow that I'm casting and went under the door. Okay. Hmm. And then as, as soon as I see the naked Sebastian, I'm just like, the butler didn't do it. Not this time. <laughs> uh, he looks to be in what his sixties or so, Veronica, Sebastian. Yeah, yeah. He's in his sixties. He's got a slim build, uh, gray hair, balding up into a widow's peak. He's uh, snoring slightly, but in a sort of a decorous way. Despite being completely nude, he is lying very properly on his back. His hands are on his chest, and he looks like he has not moved since he laid down. Let me try to do a little bit of fully. <laughs> Something along those lines, yeah. <laughs> that's a, is he that's breathing? me trying to snore decorously. Yeah, he's, yeah he's, he's doing some decorous snoring. Like, <sighs> <sighs> uh, I think there's a brief moment where, because I use my powers that, like, if this were a TV show, the camera focuses in and, like, I look remarkably hungry. Hmm. And then I just like 
put my hand on my forehead and go back under the door. Do you imagine him as a hot dog or a slice of pizza? No, I, I imagine him as a nice man witch. <laughs> Delicious. Uh, so you go back under the door and you appear again in uh, Maria's peripheral vision. You see yeah. him just pop up again. Um, Maria writes in her notebook, like she's not talking to them and she just writes Roger dash shapeshifter question. <laughs> and she's like, hey, Roger, did you ever tell Merle about your uh, thing? He looks over at you. Oh, I just assumed he figured it out. Yeah, she's gonna, like, flip back and, like, see if Merle had any notes about that, but she didn't notice before. So all of Merle's notes about people use code names. Okay. So it would take, uh, you would have to do, uh, you would have to investigate that notebook and take some time to do it uh, if you were trying to find his specific notes about Okay, Roger. Roger. She's gonna, like, just ask Roger, like, do you know, like, what you are? Or, like, what Merle referred to you as? What is your X-Men name? I mean, that's one way of asking. I don't know, probably something to do with shadows. And I start walking towards the kitchen. That's interesting. You are burnt pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Matilda's got a couple of plates of eggs ready at this point. She's uh, very practiced at this. She's 50-something. It's say, I guess matronly, very competent, sort of unflappable. And she's got some plates going. She says, you know, help yourself to some eggs. It's got some fruit out. Okay, so because Roger can't help it, as he walks up and sees the eggs, like he puts the entire plate in his mouth and swallows <laughs> Because it distends unnaturally. Uh, Maria is just like, like her eyes go really <laughs> wide, and she's like, takes out the notebook again and writes, "Insatiable hunger." Uh, who else sees this happen other than Matilda, who looks at it, gives you a bit of a frown, and says, "You know, those plates don't grow on trees, Mister." Sorry, and I, I reach into my mouth and get the plate. What what plate is it? It's one of the, not one of the best dishes, but it's one of the nice dishes. Is it the panda dish? Oh, sure, yeah. Th then, we have, then, we have, then we have beef. I, I put the saliva-covered plate into the sink. <laughs> Matilda shakes her head and says, People these days. And goes back to making some more eggs and, and waffles. Says, uh, you know, Veronica, darling, maybe you should uh, take your friends to the sitting room and I'll bring in some fruit. And other plates. Maybe we'll use the guest plates this time. Do you have, like, guests show up here a lot or something? That this is normal? Matilda looks over from opening up a dusty cupboard and pulling out some dishes that have spider webs and cobwebs on them, and she says, Not so much. And she's taking out these clearly disused guest dishes. I mean, spiders are good. They kill the other bugs. All right, so you get, I guess you're, you're in the sitting room. You're sitting on pink, pink chairs of various kinds. There's probably a pink... It's horrible. There's probably a pink couch 
with different pink throw cushions, a pink like seat and a half, and like a couple pink chairs. Maybe one's a pink recliner. The seat and a half is definitely heart shaped. Of course. Maria sits on the poof or whatever it is. The is there an ottoman? Is, yeah, there's like a pink heart shaped ottoman. Yeah, she sits on that. Roger takes up the whole love seat. It's got a whole lot of love. All right. Um, do you discuss anything over breakfast, or what do you want to do now? I mean, Maria's going to ask questions. Okay, so Roger, you have a thing. Um, and you have you and Mark. That's your name, right? Roger, yes. No, I mean, she points at Chase's character. He's <laughs> like, and you're Mark. Mark, yes. Okay. And I know you, Veronica. Um, so, Mark, you said that you can see this tower. For, and she's kind of, like, looking at Veronica and, like, so you know about a tower? Uh, I, I pull out a, a little tiny empty vial that once held something blue. And I'm just like, it used to only show up when I drank this. But now it's here and I haven't drank this. So I'm not sure. Unless you're drinking this too. In which case, where are you getting it? I don't take anything that hasn't been prescribed by a doctor. Where do you get it? I get it from Mindy. And then she like covers her mouth and she's like, oh shit. I, I mean, Susan. <laughs> I, I, mean, I, 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 don't, I don't even know who any of these people are, so whatever. Is there a window in the sitting room? I think there's windows all the way around. Like, I assume instead of walls, it has windows, right? It's one of those? Yep. Yeah. So Roger's just sort of staring at the tower. So there's the possibility that, like, whatever the heck this, that's going on in the city possessed us and we killed someone? Very possible that I hate somebody. Okay. I may have committed some light eating. Oh. You know, Monday murders and right, right, everyone. Veronica's just staring at everyone with her head tilted because she's not even sure y'all are real right now. <laughs> okay. So, do you all want to investigate the tower as Roger suggested? I kind of want to go back to my place to see if it's still there first, but I know it's on the other side of town. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be interested in checking out that pizza place. So we're in okay. agreement. We go back to the pizza place, get Mark's car, and then maybe head to the tower. Okay. So is there anything else important you want to discuss over breakfast, or should we cut to the pizza shop? Well, is time of the essence? Like, is time super important? Well, you were saying that you imagine you've only got 17 or so hours, probably down to 16 now. Well, to save time, I'll tell everybody, like, oh, if we're going to the pizza place, just let me bring the car around. So I can drive us there. Well, I mean, I have a... Okay, this is going to sound weird. So, Roger can go into shadows and eat stuff. Um, I can grant wishes. But, like, you have to wish for it. So, if you, like, wish for the car to, like, 
get here or something or for us to get a free ride or something. We could do that. I wish I knew the answer to the mystery at hand. <laughs> do I have to roll something for that? Does it, does it work that way? It's not nighttime. Or it's not nighttime, right? Sorry. Mar- Can't grant wishes during yeah, the day. Right. Sorry. Maria's going to like turn and be like, oh yeah, I forgot. The stars aren't out. I can't get grant wishes unless the stars are out. You know. Okay. Um. Well, yeah. I'll just I'll I'll tell them I'll bring the car around and I'll uh, send a message to Veronica because I would have have her contact in my app. Uh, Maria starts singing uh, "When You Wish Upon a Star" under her breath. Veronica's gonna interrupt you and just be like, "Isn't the sun actually a big star?" Roger just looks at you for, like, completely surprised that you had a moment of lucidness. <laughs> yeah, I know, but for some reason it doesn't want to work. Merle had a theory that it was a particular star that would come out, but, uh, I mean, maybe? Roger just nods. The wishing star, yes. Why don't you just wish for the wishing star and then like put it in a jar and keep it with you and then wish any time? I mean, I can't wish. It has to be someone else. Roger follows Mark to go get the car. <laughs> uh, do Veronica and Maria notice that the other two have left? No. <laughs> I mean, I imagine. Locked in this detente. I just imagine they that they that. are. <laughs> They do that back and forth until we get back. Yeah. Just, <laughs> do uh, Veronica and Maria just being like, uh, Maria being like, so do you like, I don't know. Do you like movies? <laughs> Veronica's just eating and tapering off. Like, she's entirely not sure that Maria's a real person. <laughs> Poor Veronica. Yeah. Uh. Horribly sad. So where did you leave the car? Well, the car uh, on the app says it's at the pizza shop. Okay. So, um, Roger, you came with me? Yes, I did. I couldn't stand sitting still. All right. Well, Roger, since we're being so candid, uh, follow me. And I uh, I guess, what floor are we on? You're, you're in the penthouse, so I don't know. How high up is the penthouse here, Veronica? 50 stories. Oh my god. <laughs> You're on the fiftieth floor. So is there like a hallway to like outside of the penthouse suite or is the elevator in the suite itself? It's in the suite itself. Okay. Uh, so I'll get in the elevator. See, because if she's high up enough, she'll be above the influence. <laughs> I don't think that's worked, but Oh that's still very good. <laughs> That made my eyes hurt. So I'll press a floor, whatever floor works first. And then um, when the elevator doors open, it's kind of like you put my my hand on uh, the top of Roger's back and kind of guide him with me through a portal uh, that should take us uh, directly to the car. Okay. You get to the, you step out of the portal next to your car. All right. Um, now, Roger, if you want, you can take a look at this place while I go pick up the others. You can come with me. How about you circle back for them? I'll find my own way to the financial district afterward. 
Well, well, here, I, you, you go in, you take a look around. I assume uh, an establishment of your caliber has security uh, systems set up? You could assume that. Uh, all right, then. Um, can you, you just do me a favor? You take a quick look. Um, see what happened to us around 1 a.m. And uh, also, I, I think I had a twofer coupon. Um, I was pulling out when I was about to pay. I can't seem to find it. Like, my punch card also was full. Uh, I mean, if you see it in there, that'd be great. Don't worry. I'll just stamp a new one for you. Oh, you're the best. So I'll hop in uh, my hearse with the license plate. Number two, K, U with an umlaut L. Number two, D, Y. Too cute to die? Too cool to die. Oh, there's an L there. Yeah, there's an L after the umlaut U. Okay. Can license plates even get umlaut U's? They can in this world. It's because it's, it's not a legal, it's not a street legal license plate. Yeah. <laughs> no. In fact, when I turn the ignition, it's one of the, it has a street legal license plate, and then the license plate flips over. <laughs> also, flames come out of the exhaust. Okay. <laughs> but I'll, uh, I plug my phone into the car, which has got, you know, the, the old phone set up, and I'll be like, hey, okay, in this world, Siri doesn't exist, right? Um, It'd be some oh, other name. Word. Hey, Carl. <laughs> it's not Craig. <laughs> It's Craig. No, it has to be Craig. Oh, it's Craig. It's Craig. Hey, cr- hey friggin' Craig. Yes? <laughs> How can I help you today, <laughs> Mark? Uh, text Veronica. Tell her uh, to bring Maria downstairs because I'm outside. Which Veronica should I text? Um, should be under Veronica parentheses blackout parentheses. I have sent the text. Oh, thanks, Craig. Now, do me a favor. Turn yourself off and turn up. uh, Pump up my jams. Very well. I will pump up the jams. Craig turns off. Uh, I I imagine what's playing right now is Panic at the Disco. (laughs) Yeah. Some people grow out of their scene phase, but others, they only have one. Certainly not. This guy's all about it. Is there kind of a limit, like, within the scope of my powers, like, I should be able to, like, go down an alleyway and quickly teleport for a portal over to Veronica's? Yeah, you can do that. Okay. Um, can I also, like, is this present day or is this, like, slightly in the future? Slight future. Yeah, can I set up something on my phone that will alert me when the identity of the murder victim is released? I mean, you... You could do that these days. Oh, with well, like okay. a news I alert, should but... note that I am not very tech savvy. I would just uh, follow the Twitter account of a reporter in the city. <laughs> or maybe I'd just do that. Okay. So Craig agrees uh, and says, I'll send you that alert. Man, why do I always have the best AI companion? <laughs> That's your power. Oh. <laughs> You have the robot friendos power. Yeah. Uh, yeah, all right. So I, I portal over to Veronica's house and I wait outside and thumb around on my phone trying to find any sort of lead uh, as to the identity. 
And I'll read through my text messages that I received and kind of take note of who had requested a ride and who sent me angry texts. Or maybe there's a text message that, you know, somebody was in danger. I don't know. Okay. Uh, there's no text message about someone being in danger. There are several melodramatic texts from various people in your life who uh, are acting as if it's a life or death situation, but you know better than that. Okay. There's at least three from Veronica that are like, wait, bring me back pizza. No, never mind. Wait, maybe. I'll get back to you. Um, as soon as, like, right. uh, Veronica gets the text, Maria's like, okay, I'm gonna go downstairs. I have to take care of the dog. Okay. Because she just can't stand being with Veronica for another minute. <laughs> uh, and also the dog probably has to go to the bathroom. Yeah, so you, you go outside with Medoro. And when you're outside, I guess you see the hearse pull up. Brilliant. Are you already there, or did you have something else uh, happening during your journey, Mark? No, I think it was a direct-to-home video affair, in that it was uneventful mm -hmm. and fun for no one. Okay. So as Medoro's doing their business, uh, there's Mark with his hearse. Maria's gonna, like, look up and do, like, look at her phone. And she's like, takes out the notebook again, like, trying to balance it with the leash in her hand, and then write out mark, question mark, teleportation, question mark. Super speed. Or super speed, yeah. Re reckless driver, <laughs> question mark. <laughs> Yeah, that's our, that's definitely one of my weaknesses, <laughs> is that I'll always drive to look cool than to be safe. Mm. Doesn't follow the advice of the Wiggles. Beep, beep. No. Does Mark Buckle have insurance? Oh, yeah. How'd they give it to you? Don't they know you're in the danger zone? It was the same people that insured me for malpractice insurance. <laughs> really low bar. <laughs> well... Gosh, now I have the Wiggles song, the fruit salad one stuck in my head. Yummy, yummy. Where's Roger? Speaking of eating things. <laughs> Roger went around back and like looked up at the camera that he literally just screwed into the wall, but it's not connected to anything. Yep. <laughs> and he, he went into the restaurant first, and from there, after he gives that a scoping, he's going to go into the basement. Okay. The restaurant uh, is unchanged from how you left it. Unfortunately, you left it unlocked, so there is somebody sleeping in there. <laughs> do, I, do I know this person? Oh, yeah. Friggin' Craig. I, I go under the counter and I grab the, an emergency blanket that I stole from an ambulance and put it on this person. <laughs> okay. They mumble and then uh, go back to sleep. I put a pinwheel in the microwave. That's nice. Uh, the basement. Yep. How do you access? How do you access your conspiracy dungeon? So there is like a regular basement that I use for storage for like food and soda and whatnot. Uh huh. But then, like in the office of the restaurant itself, it's underneath a filing cabinet, and I I use my immense superhuman strength to lift it and crawl into a hole that leads to. Like, burrowed out basement. Okay. 
And what's in here? Can you describe to us your conspiracy dungeon? My conspiracy basement, despite being mostly dirt, with wooden support beams that I may have stolen from a construction yard, has a table, a bunch of computers, there's a local server, and there's just bullets and boards full of red lace and pictures of people and like sketches of Jack and sketches of um, the other people that I hang out with. I have a you can tell me if this is true or not, Jason, but like I think I have like a mugshot of Mark. Uh, a mugshot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There would be a mugshot for Mark. And I don't know if this is possible, but I definitely have a mugshot of Veronica. You do? Is Veronica poor enough to have been arrested for anything ever? <laughs> I, I think she was processed, but then like immediately released. Yeah. Uh, okay. And then the mugshot, she's massing. She's massing. She's blowing a massive a bubblegum bubble that just covers up her face anyway. <laughs> you gave this girl gum. It's Veronica Sterling. Oh. <laughs> it's like, never mind, you're free to go. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then just... We'll give you an escort back home. <laughs> we were throwing so much shade. It's, you know... When she got out, she was like, why were all those mimes behind bars? <laughs> I'm gonna die. I think I'm gonna die. <laughs> and so in the city, the city jail definitely has that old timey prisoner uniform. It's back in vogue in near future. God. Okay. What is it you're looking for down here? Why have you come down to Conspiracy Dungeon? I came down to Conspiracy Dungeon to just obsessively check off that there's been another murder and that the tower has appeared um, on schedule. Okay. And that they, it has fallen. Over the past three weeks. That seems to be the pattern now. So yeah, Roger marks down that it coincided again. All right. Then with that done, I head back upstairs to wait outside for them. Does your map note the locations of the tower? Yes, I've been trying to triangulate if it goes in a certain radius or if it's completely random and I can't really tell. Or if it's a series of like interlocking rings or something like that. I, I've been trying to trace it out. Okay, let's see. Do you want to investigate your map now that you've put on the latest one? Oh, I'd love to, yeah. Okay. You can see uh, in the Roll20 map, you can see the locations of all three murders on there. And uh, do you have any power tags that you think would help you with this investigation, trying to find this pattern? I think I have, under Jack Falls Down, I have the power tag tracking. Okay, that would work. So I think I, I, can, I, think I could check that. And that's probably, I don't see anything else that would really fit. Yeah, I don't think so. Okay, so all right, roll investigate. All right, you got a mild success, your result is eight. You got clues equal to power, so you have one clue. You can spend your clue one-to-one -to, -one to ask me a question about the subject of your investigation, or you can ask another player a relevant question about their character. I have to give you either a straight answer or a solid lead. You can also choose one of the options there. Your investigation exposes you to danger. The clues you get are fuzzy, incomplete, or part true, part false. Or whoever or whatever you are asking the questions can ask you one as well. Uh, 
you're looking at a map, so that doesn't that one doesn't really work. I think I'm gonna burn my clue straight up for a for whatever you want to offer. Okay, well, ask me a question. You're looking at a map. You're looking for a pattern. Does it look like the appearance of the towers are fulfilling any certain like circular pattern? You're not sure that it's circular, but looking at the map, you could draw a straight line between the first murder and the second murder, and that line would cross through Victoria's penthouse, your pizza shop, and Maria's apartment. And also Mark's Loft. If, oh. Yep, Mark's Loft, if you know where that is. I think I might just because I probably tracked him. Yeah. Somewhat obsessively. The third murder, the third murder, however, does not fall along that line. And have we, like, this might be beyond the scope of my investigate, but have we ever, like, lost time like this like, before? No, not that you're aware of. Sorry, the third murder doesn't fall on that line, but you can draw a line from the tower's current position through the third murder, and that line would terminate at Victoria's penthouse. Sorry, Veronica's penthouse. Did I say Victoria both times? Yeah, you have yeah. Victoria written in there. It's Veronica. You need to stop giving away her alias. It's super secret. <laughs> Sorry about that. I will. Is it possible for you to mark the... Oh, yeah. It's completely creative. No one would ever put that together. She goes by Victoria Starling. <laughs> Matt? Yes? Is it possible for you to mark the tower? Yep. I will put a shape there. Yeah, just a moment. I will drop the tower on here and then... We will cut to commercial. There you go. That tower is the uh, green oval with the pink outline there. Oh my god. This... Of course, pink. What was... It all... It all is... It all makes sense now. Pink. What was under it? That's a good question. Merle's house. Merle's house. Okay. All right, and as you come to that realization, the camera zooms in on your eyebrows rising, and we cut to a commercial break. Dun, dun, dun. Then I eat the camera. <laughs> you eat the camera. The camera goes into your belly. Ooh. 